Hi, this is Mario Andretti. Mark Blundell. Mark Priestley. Claire Cottingham. Ben Edwards. Jamie Chadwick. Mark Gallagher. Freddie Hunt. Bobby Eaton. Greg Scarborough. Alex Brundle. You're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1 podcast. Driven. Driven. Driven, driven by fans. For fans. Welcome to the Everything F1 podcast with me, James Tiller, and alongside me from the Everything F1 team today, we do have Coops. Hi, Coops. How are you? Hello. I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I haven't been on for a few weeks. I've missed it. So this is why I really had to just come on, even if with the mobile phone. So I apologize to any listeners tuning in. If the sound is slightly off today, I do apologize. It's because we're recording from a mobile phone, my mobile phone today. So hopefully you'll still get the gist of, of what's going on anyway. Have you been up to anything, Coops? No, work and work a bit around. Is that an Alpha Tauri t-shirt? Oh, it's not. It's actually an Alpha Tauri jumper. It's amazing. Wow, it looks looks very posh. For those of you who are listening, you can't you can't see the the beauty of it. It's actually a very nice jumper. And you know the best of it went onto the Formula One website. Seventy percent off. I got a Gasly hat and this, and it came to the grand old total of forty one quid. Nice. The jumper's usually sixty five, so I'm like, I'll do it. Quids in, quids in. I'm a Scotsman, uh, so anything that's uh, if it's I'm tight, so if it's cheap, I'm in. <laughs> Doesn't matter what team, as long as it's cheap. Yep. We've also got alongside us from the Everything F1 team. We've got Emma. Hi, Emma. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just ready it's for the also- season to start now. Yeah, and it's also been a while since you've been on the show as well. You've been. It's yep. got to be at least two a month, two months, I'd say, if not more. Yeah, yeah. I thought she'd come on and show some little power. Girl power, exactly. That's what we need. We do need to put the, these men in place, me being one of them. And we've got a newbie to the podcast from the Everything F1 team. We've got Will. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your opinions. I've read some of your articles. So you're obviously a, a, an avid motorsport fan. How long have you been watching F1 and motorsport? I mean, I really proper got into it when lockdown started happening. And okay. they, were, they were uploading the full race replays on YouTube. So I was right. just sitting through them. But uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm watching everything. Good, good. Well, it's good to have you with us. And thank you very much for joining us on the podcast for the first time. And we've also, we get, we're spoiling you today because we've got yet another panellist. But this panellist is a guest panellist. And you might recognise the name from TikTok. Lots of little short videos that you see across on that social media. It's Sophia Upton. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Thank you very much for coming on. So, for any of our fans that might not know who you are, can you kind of give us a brief outline of what you do? Yep. So I make videos about Formula One. Nothing too serious. Very lighthearted. Kind of make little jokes here and there. Mm. I've been doing it about two years now. So yeah, it's been fun. And have you been a Formula One fan all your life? Or have you kind of come on to the sport in the last, say, four or five years? What, what, what What's the story for you? I... Started as quite a young fan, about 11 years old. Wow. Used to be a massive fan of Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton, and then and then. Well, I'm also a massive Jensen fan. That's what that was what the raised fist was for. Yeah. Jensen fan for life. Yeah. Yeah, I love Jensen. And then I guess I kind of got more seriously into it. Yeah, kind of in the last four years, I suppose. So yeah, I I love it. Always been into it. So. Brilliant. Well, we'll talk to you about what you do and. What you've been, I think you've been invited to a few different things, haven't you? Because of you know the coverage on social. So 
we can kind of delve into that a little bit like in the podcast. First of all, we are Everything F1. You can find us on all our social platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Not quite as big as Sophia at the moment on TikTok, but we're hoping to get there at some point. Um, we also got a, <laughs> it, 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 it's a tough market to crack for, for us, especially as me and Coots are dinosaurs and the rest of it, we kind of dragged along but with the, uh, the young ones in the team. But you can also find us on our website, www.everythingf1.com, where we write articles on the on every single day, really, basically delving into all the stories, latest breaking news, uh, any kind of race result, loads, loads of things on the website that you can kind of enjoy and kind of take your time to read over. And of course, you're also on the podcast that you're listening to now, where we talk about race reviews, we preview the next up and coming races, and we have some absolutely fantastic guests to chat to as well. So please subscribe to the podcast, get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. Now, today's podcast is obviously about a little bit about testing and what we've kind of learned from testing, but also about what our predictions are for the season. So this is quite a big episode, actually, because we're going to write down all our predictions and then we're going to revisit this halfway through the year and then at the end of the season to see how close each of us were. So it's really going to kind of, hopefully, it's going to be quite interesting and quite entertaining for us. But let's go, first of all, to our guest uh, for today, Sophia. Did you watch much of testing over the last couple of days? Well, the last few days? Yeah, I tried to watch as much of it as possible. I was working, so I had to mm-hmm. watch it all on board. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm just so happy to see Formula One cars back on track. It's been way too long. That break was ridiculously too long. So yeah, but I do think there were some surprises out there. Mm-hmm. I'm quite shocked at McLaren's result and Alpine's result as well. Yeah, I don't know about Mercedes, whether they're sandbagging a little bit, but I think they got the second fastest lap overall, so yeah, not too bad overall, I guess, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where the land lies on the Friday when they actually go out for, for real, I guess, and, and Saturday when they, they try and pump in their qualifying times. Coops, what was your take first take home from the testing? What what did What's the biggest kind of story that you want to t- chat about from testing? Well, there's a couple, but I think the biggest one is Aston Martin. Yeah. Yeah, that car looks, it works, doesn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Alonso, who is famed for dragging a car that has no speed where it should be, and you mm. put him in a car and he fires it into the podium or in the top 10 or wherever. You know, they, they whatever they've come up with, uh, copied Red Bull's homework, I think. Uh, it's, <laughs> no, it's, they don't. You're not saying the Aston Martin team slash Racing Point team would ever copy anyone's homework, would you? Not at all. No, we're not <laughs> going to. We're not going to tug on that. We've discussed that before. I mean, yes, you can copy it to a point. They've changed it now, but you can still copy. But you still got to understand it. Uh, yeah. You still got to be able to understand what how things work. But yeah, their car, it looks good. And then on the other side of that spectrum is McLaren. Oh dear. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Yeah, as a McLaren fan, this season might start off in a bit of bad form, unfortunately. Let's see what else other people have kind of taken away from testing. Let's go to Emma. Emma, what what, what were your thoughts on testing? What surprised you? What disappointed you or whatever? Well, I couldn't watch it, so unfortunately most of my information came from Twitter. But we did like tweet about it, so I was reading them. The information that I got as a Mercedes fan is that we didn't do the best, but there is a likelihood of sandbagging, especially mm-hmm. since Toto himself has said that they were holding back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
they don't want to show their hand too soon if they're back on form. But also, I mean, for the first couple of days, it did look a bit desperate for Mercedes, I've got to say. And we, they were like, oh, we're, we're kind of going to stick with this concept of the, the no side pods, the zero pods, as they're calling them, because we, we want to give it another try. And everyone was kind of like, oh, is it the wrong thing to do? Should they change concept and completely redesigned it over the over the winter break? But, you know, they, they're, they're sticking with it. So they must be quietly confident of at least trying to be up there to, to take the fight to the, to the two, two front runners, do you think? I hope so. And I mean, they've also said as well, even though they haven't changed the concept too much, there's no bouncing anymore. So it looks like they're okay on the straights and stuff like that, which was what was causing, I think, most of the problems with Lewis, especially his back last year. Mm. But we'll see, won't we, whether they were holding back or not this Saturday. Yeah, and my favourite line from Drive to Survive Season 5, let's go porpoising. Uh, exactly. That's my absolutely... We're not doing that this year. Good, good to Steiner impression, so I apologise. Okay, Will, what did you take away from testing this year? I mean, first of all, Red Bull look very, very strong. Yeah. I mean, Max looks super confident, and Perez was was putting in, I mean, mountains of laps. So they've got all the data they need, and they're looking very comfortable. But at the bottom, like the most disappointing team from testing is McLaren. Yeah, because they they spent a lot of time in the garage fixing their their wheel brows, and they actually did the least amount of laps out of everyone. So technically, they are the least prepared team going into this weekend what what did they say coming into the into the season anyway into testing they said something along the lines that they know they're not the full package so they 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 knew of these gremlins they knew they weren't going to be really competitive and it was quite worrying on the release of the delivery that they did and and you know to the start of the season it's not a great start to be a formula one uh, a mclaren fan well basically what they said was they never met their development target i think Mm. what's basically happened is they've came up with a change of direction late on and they've not been mm. able to change it where they want to. Our numbers have come up that's wrong, and they've thought, oh, no, we need to change that. So they're now looking at development upgrades. The upgrades should help, but you're looking at Baku, I think they're saying, before things happen. There's been rumours around the paddock over testing that McLaren could be at the back, as in at the back of the grid. Yeah. Because Williams mm. have made a, mar- a step up. They look relatively solid. Alpha Tauri looked okay. Haas were decent. Everyone's made a step, whereas McLaren hasn't, which mm-hmm. is worrying because that's two years in a row. Yeah, and uh, Norris, Norris is going to be looking at that contract that he signed for a, a mega mega amount of years and thinking, am I going to really languish here at the back for that long? With Oscar long? too, he, he might be regretting his contract, maybe thinking maybe yeah. he should have stayed with Alpine. Should have stuck with Alpine, yeah. We will only know as the season progresses, unfortunately, but uh, it doesn't look super exciting to be a McLaren fan. I'm just going to have to put my completely unbiased hat on this year and, and just enjoy the rest of the show, I think. Being unbiased? Really? <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. I've got a British bias, so I can be biased to a different British team, can't I? If it's all British driver, that's fine. Well, let's make some predictions then from what we've learned from the testing, what kind of, if we've read any articles, that sort of thing. I think the obvious position to start with is who do we think is going to be the strongest constructor over the year because we've seen the teams as they are and afterwards we can talk, talk about drivers because that's an individual thing so constructors then are you expecting Sophia Red Bull to be far and away the better team on the grid or do you think they're going to be you know troubled by the Ferraris or the Mercedes team I think that they'll probably be more troubled by Mercedes. We saw in testing, 
I guess you never know with Mercedes, like Emma said, they could easily be sandbagging. They do every year. But I do think it probably will be a Red Bull Mercedes battle at the front. Okay. I'm not too sure. I would like to see Charles Leclerc in a way get a world championship. But I'm not sure if that's a possibility, maybe anymore. But we'll have to see. Because I also want George Russell to get a world championship. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many people I want to get world championships. So there's no British bias on your your part at all, is there, Sophie? <laughs> not at all, no. Let's go to which constructor do you think you'll win this that, that will win the season this year? Right. So I put a wee thing on our group chat and asked them, and it was ten of us that all replied at eleven. And this is before testing, so I may be regretting my decision. But I, <laughs> I thought Mercedes would be the constructors' champion. I don't think they will now. Looking at testing, but I'm going to have to stick. I'm going to have to stick with my original prediction because I'm going to be fair. Uh, and there's there's the three the three people from everything F1 have all put their names down. Well, I don't think Will has actually, but I know Emma has. So I'm going to wait and see if Emma sticks with her original prediction now that she's seen testing. Uh, so. Uh, so you're sticking with the... Who, I, I'm, I'm going to have well, There's to. an article, wasn't there, on the site where we'd make predictions? And well, well, yeah, I put, wait, I put a good chat up. So the questions were driver's champion, uh, constructor's champion, rookie of the year, most improved team, and the worst, most disappointing season for a constructor or a team. So I've got the list here. So I'm going to see if you guys all stick to your original prediction. <laughs> so I'm going okay. to see Mercedes. Okay, Emma? What do you reckon then? Who's going to be the constructors' champion this year? I'm going to stick to Mercedes. I think they're going nice. to come back strong, and I think they've got two really, really strong drivers. If anything, I think even George and Lewis could be both fighting for the championship because I think they're both that strong. Mm, it's... And, and I love Checo, but I don't think he's on par with Max. And I think that maybe it'll be those three, George, Lewis, and Max. Anyway, we're not talking about drivers, but yeah. Mercedes, I'm yeah. saying, for constructors. Right. Okay. So you think you think they are sandbagging completely? Do you from from testing and from what you've heard from testing? Yeah. Okay. What did I say, Coops? I can't remember. Well, see, <laughs> uh, right. So I'll tell you because uh, everyone else has answered. The other people that are on from our team haven't put something down. So we'll get to them. But uh, the constructors were Coops, me, Teller, Emma, Oscar, and Tatum all said Mercedes. David, Sophia, and Amy have went Red Bull, and Connor, Evan, and Sean have went Ferrari. So right, okay. More I... people think Mercedes. I'm wrong. Mercedes aren't sandbagging because the fastest lap was set on the softest, grippiest tyre, whereas mm. Aston Martin and Red Bull sat their fastest lap on the not the, the step up. Yeah. So their it's car is not going to be fighting for the championship this year. But I'm sticking with it because I said it. So. Yeah, you anyway. see, I. I'm not sticking with mine. I'm going to change. I'm going to be a turncoat. I would absolutely, I, I would still like it to be Mercedes. I, I want, you know, I'd like Mercedes to come back and be competitive with the rest of the grid and it to be a close battle all season because that's entertaining and that's what we like to see. Do I think they are going to win the championship now? No. After seeing that the Red Bull is now, you know, it's a whole centimetre lower apparently than all the rest of the teams to the ground. It's obviously running so smooth. They've done it again. They've knocked it out of the park. I think it's going to be a Red Bull-dominated season. Unfortunately, I, 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 I wish that the Mercedes take it to them, and I hope that the Ferrari team take it to them as well. But I just, I just can't see it happening. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a Red Bull win. Will, 
tell us your prediction for constructors champion yeah, of so the year. i've i've got mine written down here i must say i've answered mine after watching testing okay but even before testing i'd say red bull but I think the only way that they would lose big points is in a team rivalry. Because obviously, end of last season, mm-hmm. Checo and Max had a bit of a falling out. And I feel like Checo could carry that into this season and not be so much of a team player. Yeah, so you see, so I've seen... Fun, I've seen rumbles of that from around on social media, actually. But my my figuring is, is if Checo wants to ever drive in Formula One again, he needs to kind of play the team game because Red Bull have got a pretty worthy third driver this year, a previous race winner in Daniel Ricciardo. If he does play up and he does kind of rock the boat too much, you know what Red Bull are like? Christian Horner will just whip him out of the seat and put Daniel Ricciardo, you know, someone who's eager to please and eager to drive back in the sport again so i i, I completely see where you're what you're saying there like, and i and i personally would like to see that happen i'd like to would see love it two fingers up at, at max absolutely and kind of battling to the end but unfortunately i, I think he knows where his bread's butters to a certain extent and i don't think he will i don't think he'll do it but again i, I would say I, I think he'd be entertaining i think checo perez is probably the only driver on the grid that would it's pretty much confirmed he'd get a seat somewhere. He's a very good driver and he brings a lot of money. Yeah. So if Red Bull are going to ruin it and say, no, you're out. But he didn't, a get a team. Team. he didn't get a team apart from Red Bull, though, did he? When he, when he dropped out of Racing Point. Is it Racing Point at that point? Yeah, racing yeah, yeah, he got sacked. Back. So, but I think if a team can figure out a way to get them in, they'll get them in. Which well, maybe, he wants maybe... to go to them. Maybe it's his like his last chance then. Maybe he feels like he's probably in the best car in the grid. So why mm. shouldn't he just try and would you rather carry on in Formula One and like always be the second best? Or would you just take this year and try and go for the championship? Because at the end of the day, everyone's main goal is that championship. Mm. So I win. Win. Like I say, I would absolutely love to see it happen. I just don't know that he would have the bottle to do it. What what about if he goes to Mercedes? Is there a space? There's, no, there's just no space. Just, if, Lewis, got... if Lewis Hamilton has another year, a consecutive year, where he's not fighting for a championship and he's at the age he's at, he's not going to stay at Mercedes. But you've been saying that for ages. And no, no, no. Stayed, I, never, you know, I, never, I never said that for ages. <laughs> I said if he has one more year. What about Mick? What about Mick? Yeah, he's going to come in after Lewis retires? No, Mick, to, to Mercedes? Seat, really. no. yeah, Mick's not got a real seat. No. The pretend seat, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, he's not getting it's a, a seat. It's, it's a, a German in a German manufacturer's car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to do to do promotional material and kind of go out and do you know meet and greets with with fans and stuff like that in Germany. That's that's me being a complete cynic. Appointment. He's not done uh, anything in his career to pr- get promoted to a Mercedes seat. No. From destroying the house for a season, break up to them and the amount of money they cost. It cost them. No, I th- I think you could. Potentially, I think Hamilton might walk if this year is as bad as last year. When they've come out and said we know what we know what mistakes were made, we'll fix it, and then they can't fix it. And you know, and Total Wolves coming out saying we'll be at the front eventually. Lewis Hamilton is it going to stand for that? No, I think he might be like, mm, time to yeah, go. Yeah, I really want to be stoning around in tenth place. I can go and make well, he, my music and do his thing. Sophia, what what are your thoughts on that that whole situation? Do you think Lewis 
will be around for a while? Do you think he'll disappear soon if he doesn't get the car? Do you think Checo's got the bottle to stick it to the Red Bull team? I, for ages, for the last couple of years, I have thought that Lewis Hamilton was going to leave. I honestly thought that he wouldn't be driving this season. So I was very surprised that he extended his contract. I feel like, yeah, if he can't come close this year to, I think he just really wants the eight-time championship title. Yeah. And if he doesn't get that or he's not close to it, I think he will leave because I think that's just the final goal for him at the moment is that. But I just feel like with George Russell in the team, Red Bull, Charles Leclerc, there's a lot more standing in his way than there used to be. So, yeah, I do think he he might probably leave next year. And also the other things that he's been saying about his personal life is that he would like a wife and kids, but he doesn't want to do that whilst he's in Formula One. And he's mm. kind of at that age where he is thinking about doing that. So, yeah, a lot of signs are pointing to him leaving, I suppose. But I don't know, because I thought he would leave last year and he didn't. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And how about Checo Perez? Do you think he'll stick, a, stick his two fingers up at Red Bull and just race his own race? I, I kind of think so, because just of how heated everything got at the end of last year mm. and the fact that Max Verstappen's own mum was <laughs> commenting on someone else's post saying he cheated on his wife and there's obviously a lot of a lot more going on in the background, probably. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Max and Go are going to get on at all. Mm. But, yeah, I don't think there's really another place for Checo after Red Bull. The amount of new drivers that are coming up and Mm -hmm. the great reserve drivers that they've got, I don't know if there would be a place for him after Red Bull. I kind of agree. Oh, well, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, so well, it's quite interesting. I think that's it's not a unanimous decision. It's kind of split between Mercedes and Red Bull for the Constructors' Championship that we've kind of come to terms with. Nobody's mentioned Ferrari, which will annoy our Ferrari fan friends. I'd really like to see a Ferrari resurgence and them actually, you know, doing well. You know, I, I, I hope they do. I think we need a strong Ferrari team. I think they've got a beautiful-looking car. Absolutely stunning. And they've got two cracking drivers in Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. So there really is no reason for them not to do well. It's just that kind of strategy that needs to be tightened up. And maybe with the appointment of Frederick Passeur, that might be the the rudder that the ship needs to steer it in the right direction. He's already made changes. He came in and admitted many. Matteo Bonato wouldn't admit there was problems. He came mm. in and moved, I can't remember the guy's name. He's put him to the factory, took him out to the final line, brought in someone else to run the strategy. So he knows the issues. But on the constructor thing, before we move on, the Facebook post we put up on the Facebook page, we'll go and join that. The constructors, it was 184 for Ferrari, 209 for Mercedes, and 111 for Red Bull. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so. There is a, there's a strong kind of opinion that, that Mercedes are going to make that resurgence then from, from Joe Public. I think um, a few of them might want to change that now they've watched testing. But that's yeah, just... after testing. Yeah, <laughs> true, true, true. It might be wishful thinking. Okay, well, let's move on to driver there because I think it's a, it's a good kind of place to join the driver's debate. Who's going to win the driver's championship? And we'll go to, we'll go to whoever we went to last first. So we'll go to Will first. Driver's championship this year. Who are you picking to be the driver's champion 2023? 
I think it'll be a repeat of what Vettel managed to do with the Red Bull, and Max will get three in a row. Possibly, okay. I mean, four in a row is obviously way in the future, but I think Max will get that that triple because in testing he just looked so confident, and he's he's loving his racing. I mean, he's even doing sim racing in his holidays, so <laughs> he's clearly having some fun. Very dedicated to his sport. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I think about the Red Bull, obviously, is they they last year they had a reduction in their wind tunnel and CFD time. I'm I know that obviously it's not going to affect the earlier kind of generations of the car and the, the you know the, the way it's developed for the start of this season. But my only thoughts are is that CFD reduction and the wind tunnel reduction is going to stop them being able to to develop the car further into the season. So early on in the season they may dominate. But because they've got the reduction of time, they might not be able to have that time to, to develop in a, a ways that the other teams maybe will be. So we might see the effect later on in the season. So Red Bull might run away with it at the start and then other teams could slowly catch up and maybe even overtake with that extra development time they've got. What, what do you think about that, Will? Well, I think that's exactly why they implemented that rule to mm. stop these big teams like Mercedes did just carry on for what they did eight years constructors champions yeah so i think it's a great new rule in the sport to give others a chance when maybe one team might be looking at taking it from the start and let's hope it works because you know adrian newey is just a master isn't he you know he's got that car looking so still and it's just so steady and so quick it just looks like they've got loads in the tank at the moment so yeah let's hope that that rule does kind of come into play and it really does affect the team as the season progresses. Okay, I will go Emma next. Emma, your driver champion of the year. I'm going to say Lewis and I'm also going to agree with you in the fact that I think Mercedes are going to be able to develop their car further mm. in the year, but it could start out with Max, you know, you know, quite far ahead. But I, I don't know, I think because because he won by such a massive margin last year, I think maybe he's probably feeling a little bit less pressure. And like Will says, like he's, I think he's sort of having a bit more fun with it and like not not really like really, really hammering down on himself. I think maybe even his dad's probably a bit like, right, it's okay. Like you can chill out a bit. <laughs> like, you know, and I think if he just- No more spankings from Yoss. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe let's not bring that up. But yeah, I do think that maybe he's feeling a bit more chill about it and maybe maybe that will be a good thing for him. I think it's sort of like what happened to Lewis, like after a couple, he's just like, you know what, I've got it. Let's just see, see what happens. But yeah, I do just think that Mercedes might have the edge with being able to develop their car. Okay, well, I'll- I'll go next because I think it's well. I think I predicted a Lewis Hamilton victory, but but I mean, I, I actually hope he gets the eighth because I think that will kind of it'll close this whole chapter and it will be it'll be a good a good good thing to to do after you know. I think the what what was misjustice in twenty twenty one, but we won't go there now. But realistically, I think it will be Max Verstappen to take the drivers' championship, and that's who I'm going to put my money on. My heart is with Lewis. My money is with Max. Okay, we'll go to Coops, driver, champion of the year. Oh, so it's Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. Yeah. Go on, elaborate. Give us, give us some, some speech about why. He's in the best car. It's designed by Adrian New. They're going. They'll probably do what Braun did, and they'll blitz the first part of the season, and then it's that reduction in the CFD along with the penalty for the cost cap last year. 
kicks in at the second half of the year. Mm. You know, it might see the rest of them. Probably Ferrari closing up on them. Uh, so I think it'll be Max. I don't think it's going to be as dominant as last year. Because by okay. all and from all the reports, Ferrari have managed to get the reliability sorted because their car was good. It was the engine or the the small turbo that was the problem, which meant they had to turn it down a bit for the majority of this, the season. So they yeah. managed to sort the reliability, which means they can run at the power that they should have been running, which is, a, I think it's about 30 brake horsepower they had to they lost last year. 30 right. to 40. So they haven't found an, an extra 40. They've just been able to fix the engine so, or the power unit so they're able to run it to the full capacity. 100%. Yeah, yeah, and if Charles Leclerc doesn't bin it, aka the French Grand Prix, randomly, or Monaco, when he's clever barrier in Monaco, yeah, you know, if you can get iron out a couple of those things, those issues, then, you know, it's going to be close. But I think Max will take it in the end up. Interestingly, the drivers' championships within everything F one, we've got Coops, Marcel, David, Sophia, and Amy all went for Max. It's Teller, Emma, Oscar, and Tatum that went for Lewis, and Connor, Evan, and Sean went for Charles Leclerc. Okay. On Facebook, Charles Leclerc had 281, Lewis Hamilton 481, and Max Verstappen on 330. Oh. So there's okay, a lot we'll of... To... You can tell which country our Facebook page is based on <laughs> going by these, result, by these results at the moment. Yeah, we try and, try and be unbiased, but we've got fans all over the world, but probably a, a large percentage in... England. We'll go to Sophia then. Who who are you putting on the uh, as the driver championship tri- driver champion for twenty twenty three? It's really difficult to tell. I'm between Lewis and Max, but I'm going to go with Lewis. And okay. the reason for that is I think some I think there'll be quite a lot of arguments between Max and Checo, possibly Charles Claire, and I think Max will get some penalties that might cost him because he's quite aggressive sometimes. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like there might just be some penalties handed out. Okay. A little bit, but we'll see. Maybe. He has been known to have penalties, although for the uh, last year, I've got to say, I'm not Max's biggest fan, but I have total respect for him last year. He completely came out as a completely different driver. After a couple of the first couple of races where he seemed a bit agitated. As the season progressed, he was such chilled out, kind of, he was aggressive driving, but he was very controlled, very kind of, he just he just had, I don't know what how to describe it really, he just had a really cool head, a really mature head, and that's something that I hadn't seen in previous seasons. And last year, obviously, he was driving like a world champion. So, you know, total respect for him, and I think he could potentially carry that forward into this year as well. Okay, what what were the other predictions that we were going to make? Coops, a better, a rookie of the year. Let's do the rookie of the year. You've got three to choose from, I believe. We've got Nick DeVries, who's is he a rookie? Do we class him as a rookie this year? Maybe. We've got Logan Sargent, and we've got who have we got? Who's the, who's the third? Uh, Piastri. Ah, uh, of course, Oscar Piastri in the McLaren. Pull yourself a McLaren fan. I know. I, it it just dropped from my brain for a second. Okay, so we'll go. We'll go straight back to Sophia then. Sophia, who, who would you pick as the Rookie of the Year this year? I really don't know. I'm going to go with Nick DeVries. I think he's a lot older, a lot more mature. We'll see. Obviously, 
it's a lot different racing in different series and Formula One mm-hmm. is so much more different to those but I guess yeah I'll just go for him because he's older and more mature than the others well I'm assuming he's the oldest I think he's about 27 or 28 yeah I think so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, he's, won a, he's recently won a, a, a Formula E championship obviously I know the others have won their own subsequent series and whatnot previously yeah. as well but yeah I think he's got that going for him certainly Coops yeah, I put down Nick De Vries. Yeah, and is that for the same, all the same reason? Yes, and he, I mean, he's a champion at Formula E, which is not an easy place to race. Very different. Pretty much everywhere he's went, he's won something. Proved his worth when he was when he was flung in last year in the world. You know, my only thing with that is, if he is the rookie of the year and beats Sonoda, it's the end of Sonoda's career in Formula E. Because yeah. he's not... He's been already. He's already been told, and Franz Tost has said, like he needs to start picking up points. But mm-hmm. if De Vries comes in in his rookie year and beats him, catch you. So, yeah, it's it's De Vries for me. The reason I didn't say Piastri is I don't think that McLaren's going to be good enough to allow him to compete. But uh, he could still outscore Norris. If he outscored Norris, that could make him the rookie of the year. Uh, for, uh, you know, in, in my mind, I'm not well, saying that that's I mean, going to happen. That's not a prediction from me, if, by the way. If, if, if Beast manages to get eighth or ninth in the championship ahead of Piastri, the Beast mm. wins rookie of the year because he's got more points. Not against the team, maybe in general. Well, uh, within okay. the team, it was, it was split between two. Nobody in the team voted for Sergeant. What a shame. So we had Piastri was David, Tiller, Connor, Evan, Sean, and Tatum, and DeVries was Coops, Emma, Sophia, Oscar, and Amy. Facebook had Sergeant on 52, DeVries on 398, and Piastri on 350. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to stick with Piastri myself. I'm going to say it's going to be, even though that McLaren is going to be difficult to drive, I think he'll impress. And he'll be up there with Norris, scoring as many points as that car can score. So I think his consistency and the fact that obviously he's he's won his previous championships is obviously a, a super talented guy. I think he's got a point to prove with the whole fiasco that went on with the contract. And so I think he's gonna he's gonna set out, even though the car might not perform to the, to what he wanted it to. I think he's gonna show that kind of talent that he's got and into the sport and bring it into the sport itself. I think if Piastri is within a couple of tenths of Norris, regardless of where they finish or qualify even, you know, 15th, 16th or whatever, because I, I think they're going to be down that area. But if it's like mm. Piastri, if Norris is like only two or three tenths ahead of Piastri, then that's good. Yeah. Because Ricardo was always by half a second, maybe even two thirds of a second away. You had Norris in sixth, and then there was. Ricardo rumbling around in 14th. So, you know, if, if that happens, I'd be worried. But I don't think so. I think you're right. I think he'll keep closer. I think it'll be a couple of tens. And that's a mm. win for Piastri, I think. I think especially the first four or five races, if he can keep within that for the first yeah. few races, then yeah, it'll be, that's perfect for Piastri. It's exactly what he needs to be. So, Emma, are you sticking with your original? Who, who, did, you, who did Emma choose originally, please? Emma chose the uh, freeze. Yeah. The race. You're sticking with the race? Yeah, so I think that even though the Williams is going to be likely to be slower anyway, I think there's going to be a big point difference between Alex and Logan. I've said this many times before, but I do think Logan coming up to Formula One is too premature. 
I think that he should have done another season in F2. But yeah, it's definitely not going to be him. I think it's definitely going to be Nick. It's not going to be his first Formula 1 race. He obviously had the experience in it last year. He had a lot of yeah. pressure last year. Maybe we'll feel less pressure this year. And then same as Coots, I think, with Oscar. Even though he's sort of like fresh out of racing in, well, he's had a year off, but in Formula 2 and that win in Formula 2, he, I think he might struggle with the McLaren a bit because, you know, mm. just because he's having troubles in general. But we'll see whether he can do better than what Daniel did in a poor McLaren car. And um, we'll round this up with Will's opinion. What's your opinion, Will? My opinion is Logan Sargent. Wow, think, okay. Damn. I think <laughs> the, the Williams, first of all, was the most improved car. They 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 gained the most time from testing. I think it was about two point something seconds. Mm-hmm. And Sargent looked like he was having a good time in that car. He looked comfortable. And I feel like because he's at Williams... There's less pressure on him because Piastri's at McLaren, a big name in the sport. If he doesn't mm. do well, I mean, you see what, what uh, happened to Ricardo. But I think Sargent has the, the least pressure and he's in a team that is heading up. So if he finishes, I say, P15 overall in, in, in the standings, that'd be a great season for him. Yeah, no, it'll be a, certainly a confident start. And first, first thing first, I'd like to just say, you know, fantastic to see an American on the grid. I, I really do think we needed one. We've got three races in America. We've, we've, we've said this previously, and it's about time we had more American interest in terms of the drivers on the grid. And it's just good to see, you know, the states being represented by Logan. And, and it would be absolutely fantastic for, you know, them to have a, a you know rookie of the year in Logan Sargent. And, Let's be, you know, he deserves his seat. He might be, like Emma says, he, he might be maybe a year premature, but he deserves a seat. He's he's not bought his way into the team. He's certainly earned it the way, you know, drivers, as the more respected drivers have done. So, I, I've um, got one thing that you need to think about. Logan Sargent was picked by Capito in the previous regime. He's not a James Vowles driver. James no. Vowles came in afterwards. When Donaldson decided that Capito and is it FX Dementia or his name is, yeah. you know, mm. we're going to go in a different direction, they brought in James Wells. Now, if James Wells doesn't want him as a driver, there's going to be, even if it's unintentional, there's going to be a bit of pressure behind the scenes. You've seen it, like, but Bonotto left Ferrari because he wasn't that, I can't remember their names, you know, names are escaping me the night, but, you know, the head management within Ferrari. They didn't hire Ben Bonotto. They didn't want him. Mm. So they brought in someone. They they eventually lost patience with him. So that's a big part if you don't necessarily have the confidence of your team principal or you know that like James Vowles didn't want him or, you know, would have went a different way. You know, that I feel could like, be a bigger issue. I feel like F one as a brand won't give it to Nick because of the controversy that might come from it. Because obviously he's not, you know, he, he is a rookie, but also he's a very, very experienced rookie. I feel like they won't give it to him. But just the, rules, because... the rules are, as long as you have, if you've raced more than two Grand Prix, then you're not a rookie. Yeah. He's only done one. I mean, he's been around the block, you're right, but he's only ever been a reserve driver, so they can't... I'd... I mean, if he finishes seventh and the other rookies are tenth and twelfth, yeah. he's, get, he's getting it. 
No, let's you... be honest. It's, it's whoever makes the best slideshow at the end of the season. Come on, let's let's be honest. That's how they pick the the rookie of the year. They sit in a room, make slideshows, and have a bit of fun. Whoever whoever does the best slideshow. Hopefully, we get that this season. <laughs> it was George Russell when that happened, Mister Slideshow. So maybe you know, maybe Oscar will be getting that PowerPoint working early to try and get that rookie of the season. Okay, let's move on. I think we've got a couple more predictions. Well, haven't well, we, most the, most improved team. Yeah, so most improved team for me will be the Aston Martin team, and I think there's going to be quite a few of you that say that you've changed it again. Yeah, Every yeah. Well, production after, bar after one, testing. you've changed. Yeah, well, it's after testing. Isn't it? so, uh, I, I've seen, I've seen now. I've got more of an educated idea. So I'm saying Aston Martin. What did I say originally, then, Chris? Mercedes. You're uh, the only I, one that went from Mercedes. I still think they could, you know, they could be improved, but I think. Aston Martin will be more improved because, you know, Mercedes were third overall last season, whereas Aston Martin were eight. Uh, yes, they beat Alpha Tauri on the last race. Yeah, so they may, they may be up to fourth, maybe even third or second. So, I, you know, Mercedes will improve. I think they will improve. But I think Aston Martin, after seeing them at testing, will improve more. Sophia? A most improved team, I've got to say Williams, I think. Yeah, I was very impressed with them in testing. Like we were saying earlier, two seconds, over two seconds ahead of what they were last year. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, very impressive. I do want them to do well because I just, Alex is so sweet which I know it doesn't really matter in Formula 1, but he's so sweet and I want him to do somewhat well in Formula 1. So, yeah, and he had a bit of a tough time in Red Bull, so that would be nice to see him do a bit better. And he's completely cut ties with Red Bull now. They don't even sponsor him. The Thai Red Bull team, nope. the Thai Red Bull company, don't sponsor him now. So that's, you know, there's, there's no ties whatsoever. He's there on his own accord and let's hope he does well. Will he have blonde hair when he's winning? Or when he's performing well, or will he have red hair? Yeah, red know. hair. He might, <laughs> yeah. might even change. Might even change to a different colour this year. You never know. <laughs> will, what do you reckon? I agree with Sophia Williams. Based off, first of all, their start of being the most improved team, but with Albon, he is an exceptional driver. Like in Australia last year, when he pulled off that. I mean, he, he went the entire race on that one set of hard tyres to get yeah. that, that, that point finish. And I think they look very much stronger than they were last year. And okay. I've I've written down, I expect some Q3 appearances. Like a nice handful from them, and that'll be a good season. Yeah, absolutely. Emma? Jamie's going to have to remind me what I said. Oh, you want me? All right, hold on. I will tell you. <laughs> this is cheating. <laughs> Although I've been doing. Well, it just talking. depends if you're going to change it. I, uh, might, I might change it. In my head, I'm saying Aston Martin. Most improved team. Yeah. You went yeah. for out. You went for Alpha Tauri. That was just lies. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where any of that's come from. Yeah. No. After testing, we're going with Aston Martin. You can change that. Okay. We don't know how they're going to do, but Aston Martin definitely. Yeah, so you, whoever you choose today is what we'll take as, as the prediction for, for the season. Yeah. Um, Coops? Oh, I went for Alpha Tauri. You went yeah. for Alpha Tauri. Are you, are you sticking yes. with Alpha Tauri or are you going to oh, go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a turncoat like all you people. 
I am going to stick with it. I'm going to go completely uneducated. I thought AlphaTauri had a, sh- a really bad car, and I thought they're not going to make the same mistake twice. But then I didn't think that Mercedes were going to make the same mistake twice, and they are. So, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with AlphaTauri. Uh, okay. So the, the rundown for the whole team was me and Emma went for AlphaTauri. Emma's changed her mind. Who Aston Martin was David, Connor, Sean, and Tatum. Tiller, you went with Mercedes initially. Sophia has went with Alpine, McLaren, Amy and Oscar, and Alpha Romeo from Evan. That is the, the spread. So nobody mentioned volumes, actually, surprisingly enough. Because mm. we didn't know at this point. Everyone was kind of banking on the last year. That's the fun of it all. And you're changing yeah. it. No, we're just, we're just, you know, adjusting our expectations. I mean, to uh, be fair, the, the most improved team... After seeing Aston Martin on track, that's probably the one that if I was going to change, I would, because that car looks rapid. Mm. Uh, but no, I'll stick with AlphaTauri. I mean, I'll base my, I, I will base my prediction if it's good based on how well they've done over the not against anyone else, but if they get seventh from the constructors when they were ninth, mm. then you know it's good. Plus, I think AlphaTauri is the more interesting team with the Sonoda, the Free Sting, and everything else going on. So. And because you've bought that 40 quid for a jumper. Well, no, it was 40 <laughs> quid for a jumper on a hat. This was like 17 oh, pounds. But it's <laughs> bloody nice. So, you know, I suppose if you're a fashion brand, your gear's going to be nice, isn't it? I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Go on, Will, you were saying. I've heard from some people whilst watching testing that Aston Martin might even be above Mercedes at the mm. moment. So it's wouldn't looking have, like a very have. strong season for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely could happen. You know, and they've got a two-time world champion in the car who everybody rates as one of the best in the sport, best ever that has driven, who always say he gets the best out of a bad car. If he can get the best out of a bad car, what can he do with a good car? You know, so absolutely. It, it's not unbelievable to think that the Aston could even be competitive with, you know, you know the front, front two, three teams. And what's the last prediction then, Coops? Because I haven't got my, I mean, I'm doing this all from the phone, so I haven't got anything else in front of me. Worst performance or the most disappointing season for a team? Oh, well, can I start? I think, on, be, I think it's going to be McLaren. I'm just, you know, I'm a McLaren fan. I would have been. You've changed but, it again, again. But, There's only one that you've kept. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going off my educated, you know, res, re, response from the testing. I just think that the car looks horrid. They had less time in on, on the car and on the track, sorry, most of the time was in the in the pits and yeah, it just just didn't look promising and all, all the noises that they were making coming into the season is is not what I wanted to hear as a fan of McLaren. So who did I say originally then, Coops? Williams. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was completely wrong before that, I think. Sophia, who do you think is gonna be the biggest disappointment of the season? I'm Team saying yeah, McLaren. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been a massive McLaren fan, but now this year, I think I'm definitely more Mercedes. I think, to be fair, I was a massive McLaren fan for a while because of Daniel. So mm. after him leaving, I'm just, yeah, I think it's all gone downhill for them after after they've lost Daniel, really. And the car doesn't look good. So, yeah. I hope- I hope we're wrong, Sophia. I really do, as a, yeah. a not-so-secret McLaren fan. Yeah, it's a shame. But, yeah, fingers crossed it gets better this year, like yeah. halfway through the year, maybe. But 
it's not looking fantastic at the moment. Okay, Will? I think it'll be Haas. Just because oh. of how good their last season was, I don't think they'll be able to replicate it. And I think yeah. it'll, it'll go back to how we usually see Haas, unfortunately, yeah. because I do love the team. We're going to see Kevin Magnussen fox smashing some doors. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I think I think everyone loves the team. Everyone loves Gunter, K Mac, Super Sub Hulkenberg. Yeah, but I feel like their last season was a great season, but it might be a one-hit wonder season. Oh, I'm that's sorry. A <laughs> that's a shame. I'm not like devastated over that over you saying that, but you know, it, it would be a shame to see them drop off so soon. Uh, do you know what I want? I want more than anything Nico Hulkenberg to to get a podium. Just That's to all. you know, just 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 you know, just just to say that he's been there, you know, he, he's had that potential for a long time. I, I personally didn't want him to be back in the team. Personally, I thought there were other good options, but now he's back. I'd like like him to get what he wanted and that's somewhere on the podium. I'd love to um, see him get like three or four quotes just for the fun of it. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Drag race to the line and get fourth or something like that. <laughs> but then, you mean, mean me. man. It, so yeah. who are you saying then, peeps? McLaren. Oh, and actually, McLaren that was well. I was the only one that said McLaren out of everybody. But yeah, they're, 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 having, they're going to have a terrible season. Oh. They're not and going that's... to be last, but they're going to have a terrible season. Oh. I think I feel like what we're forgetting is that last year they said they didn't have a great car. They had problems in testing, but Lando still managed to get a podium in Italy. Mm. Sorry, excuse my cat meowing. Yeah. But uh, I know I said Williams, and I still actually think it's going to be Williams because as much as Alex is mm. good, I'm just honestly I'm just ripping apart Logan Sargent in this, but I don't think he's going to be quite as good as Alex. So I think he might bring the team down a little bit, but only because Ooh. he's a rookie, not because of who he is. Just just because of that. Okay. Well, I think those are our main uh, predictions for the yes, season. Yes, um, I can run through the rest of the... Yeah, the rest break, of them. Break, down the, break down the Facebook results and the rest of the team. Well, we didn't do the Facebook for the last two, but for, for the team, it was, it was myself and McLaren, Alpine, it was David and Evan, Williams was Tiller, Emma, Sean and Tatum, Haas was Sophia, Amy and Oscar, and Connor has Alfa Romeo as his worst performance. Wow, so, okay. So a wee bit of a spread there. That's one, two, three, four. That's half the good. Basically being so we'll, make, we'll we'll keep those notes and we'll revisit these kind of halfway through the season, see how well we're doing. We'll look at your results as well, Sophia. So you'll be included in that for for for, for record's sake. And then we'll also revisit re- re- I can't get the words out. We'll also revisit at the end of the season as well to see how far off we all were, which no doubt we all will be miles away from some of them but yeah so that that's that's our predictions for the season we've obviously got a race coming up this weekend in Bahrain really excited to to kind of get in to get stuck into it and see actually where these cars are where the teams are where the drivers are it's going to be immense I felt the build-up to this one more than more than most definitely feel ready for a race what I'm really excited about from the everything F1 team is we're heading off to the F1 arcade at the weekend to the official watch party with a, t- a few of us and we've got a brand spanking new sponsor that will be coming and joining us and they're going to be giving away merchandise genuine 100 real merchandise at the f1 arcade at the weekend so if you're in london 
and you want to try and win, say, a Ferrari cap, Red Bull cap, Mercedes, something, lanyards, and all these sorts of things that one of the sponsor that we have got for the year is going to be providing with us. Just head along uh, outside. We're doing box pop interviews, and we're doing some interviews inside as well. So you could got a, could be up for a chance for winning some merchandise if you do that. And I'm really excited to just do something different and get some of those viral videos out there. So I'm looking forward to that. Are you looking for looking forward to anything specifically this year? The Las Vegas Grand Prix, because that's just going to be something. That's going to be out of this world. The race is going to be awful. It's just <laughs> the whole build-up, the whole weekend will be brilliant, and the race will mm. be dire. It'll be French Grand Prix level of what we'll be just watching. Yeah. But just having them race on the strip during you know Thanksgiving weekend, and you know, if we thought Miami was mental, oh, just wait. And have you seen some <laughs> of the prices that they're charging? I saw one that was what was it five million dollars, and you got this oh. hotel room. There was, there were, it was you got twelve people were allowed to go to the Grand Prix, but they only gave you two Adele tickets. I don't know how that works out. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't take the tickets to go and see Adele. Really, uh, I'd rather stick my head in the frying pan. But still, uh, there's nothing wrong with Adele. Uh, I could yeah, see you as long as you like. There's no, there's nothing wrong with until she starts singing. Uh, anyway. She's got great voice, cracking voice. I'm not um, interested. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to mute the angry Scotsman now. Okay, <laughs> Sophia, what, what are you looking forward to from the season? Anything in particular that's going to stand out that you are anticipating going to enjoy the most? I'm, I'm, I'm similar to, to everyone else, really, in the fact that I can't wait to see Las Vegas. Yeah, I just think it's going to be really over the top. American. Uh, I it's going to be American. <laughs> I think for Europeans and the rest of the world, it'll be completely cringe, but <laughs> it'll be very interesting to watch because, yeah, the last few American races, it do, they do make you cringe sometimes. I don't want to offend any Americans watching. Yeah, but, we've, and we've actually got more Americans that listen to the podcast than, than British people. We're a 34% American listenership and 33% British listenership. So. You're you're beating up you're beating up on there. So when I say it's going to be very American, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I think mm. it's just going to be big, over the top, and really outlandish in comparison to what us, you know, modest Brits <laughs> kind of prefer and that sort of thing. It's it's not a put down. I absolutely love America, uh, and I would love to go to see all the races, and I'd absolutely love to be in Las Vegas too. Will, what are you most looking forward to this season? Well, talking about Vegas. If Martin Brundle does a grid walk, that'll be <laughs> absolutely amazing. But yeah, just, I mean, what was it 23 races this season? Will be mm. absolutely amazing. And just come over this weekend seeing the cars back on track. That's just going to be absolutely fantastic. Emma, go on and round, round up our kind of preview of the season and, the, uh, and, the, and what you're kind of looking forward to the most. Well, in general, I think if we can get a championship battle right to the end, like 2021, that would be great. Yes. Even if it's a three-way one with Ferrari as well, that would be amazing. That's for everyone. But for me personally, hoping to actually go to some Grand Prix this year. So that's going to be exciting. And yeah, just really, it's going to be a big exciting year, I think, for all of us, especially everything I've won. Like, we've got a lot of stuff happening this year. So, yes, we have. yeah. We're all very, very excited. 
Yeah. Coops wants to break down the Bahrain kind of stats for the weekend, so you may as well do that while we're here. Go for it, Coops. All right, Well, just before I go, Simon Terring on Facebook's put a comment on saying that it's loose for the win this weekend. Now, oh. that's that's just really that's just a Mercedes fan being really enthusiastic. Uh, or <laughs> I, I, who, I would like that too, Simon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely no problem at I mean, all. No, 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 no disrespect, but I don't see it happening. But you know, stranger things have happened, shall we? <laughs> Anyway, okay, so break, break down the Bahrain title statistics then. The us. Bahrain Grand Prix first held in 2004. We will have 57 laps. Circuit length is 5.412 kilometers. Race distance will be 308.238 kilometers. Lap record 131 by 447. And I, I didn't write it in the notes, but my memory serves me right. It, it was Pedro de la Rosa. In 2005, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. It was a way back way. Its podium last year was. Can anybody remember? I can remember that it was Charles that won and that both Red Bulls exploded. Exploded. And I remember this because I've just watched Drive to Survive. There you go. <laughs> so it was Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton. I didn't I forgot that he got third. the schedule for UK time only. Sorry for American our listeners. So it's FP1 on the third of March, along with FP2 in the third of March, and it's 11.30, 12.30, 3.04. FP3 is on the fourth, it's 11.30 to 12.30, qualifying is 3.04, and on the Sunday, 5th of March, the race starts at 3 o'clock. Whoop, whoop. And we're uh, all looking forward to it, absolutely. So I've got my notes here, so predictions, quality predictions for everyone first. Go for it. <laughs> Quali prediction, I think Max Verstappen will be fastest. I think he will plant it on the podium top step, and I think it will be followed by Checo Perez and I'm going to say Carlos Sainz in third. Um, fastest lap will be Max Verstappen. I think he's going to have the well, Of course that's the fastest lap because we're on, we're on quali. Uh, no, I'm just doing, I'm doing, like, I'm, I'm doing the whole thing. I'm doing, okay. I did I qualify fastest uh, Max Verstappen. The podium will be Max, Checo, and Carlos Sainz, and the fastest lap will be Max Verstappen. I'm just trying to get it done quickly because I'm really realizing what time it is, Coops. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you got a so wild, maybe, wild prediction then? Stick in a wild prediction. Something wild prediction something... that a. Oh, let, let's say, uh, I tell you what, it'll be nice wild prediction. I'd like, to, uh, I, I think Williams, after their testing performance, will stick it here, will have. High point score for Alex Albon. So I think fourth or fifth, something like that. Wild prediction. Okay. Go on, Emma, you do you do your predictions for the weekend. So qualified, who who will who will be the fastest in qualifying? One, two, three, fastest lap and wild prediction. I'm gonna go Max on pole, Max fastest lap, Max to win as well. Lewis second and Charlotte third. And my wild prediction is that one of the Aston Martins, I think it'll probably be Fernando Alonso, will be top five. Nice. Will? I'm going Charles on pole because he loves the track. Mm -hmm. I'm going Max will take the win, followed by Charles, followed by Perez. Wild prediction. I'm going to go... Well, it might not be that wild, but Piastri out-qualifies Norris. First go round. That'd be cool. Or well, not so cool if you're a London Iceman. And Sophia. I'm going to go Max on pole. I'm going to go kind of random with George in second. And then 
Lewis Thurman. Okay. What else were we doing? A, a wild prediction and fastest lap. Fastest lap. I'm going to go Lewis Hamilton. And okay. wild prediction, a, a, maybe one or two of the McLarens are in the bottom five. Oof. That's not, not so wild, unfortunately. I, I, wish, <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was a wild prediction, yeah. but it doesn't seem that way. Go on, then, Coach, you round up your predictions for the weekend. Okay, so Paul, um, um, Charles Leclerc. Uh, the winner will be Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, and Fernando Alonso in third. That is also my well prediction. Okay. And fastest lap will be Max Verstappen. Nice. Okay, those are our predictions for the weekend. I realise, obviously, we've been chatting for ages, which is good. It's nice to have a good chat, but we've got a guest here, so let's have a little chat to Sophia. Sophia, so, obviously, you're uh, this TikTok, TikToker that's kind of exploded on the scene. You've got quite a few followers, and you've, you're, you're generating some, some great content. Can you tell us what kind of videos you do on TikTok? Yeah, so I mainly just do short-form videos. Most of the time, no longer than 15 seconds long. Wow, just okay. kind of making jokes about formula one and just trying to be as light-hearted as possible i think there's a lot of people at the moment that are doing more descriptive videos but yeah i'm just not that type of person i've i started off making jokes about formula one and that seemed to do very well like two years ago so i just kind of kept it with that mm -hmm. yeah so that's just what what i mainly do on tiktok really okay and you, you've You've managed to kind of get to go to certain places and, and do some some things off the back of it, haven't you? Can you can yeah. kind of delve into what you've what you've achieved because of it? Yeah. So the best, like, the most amazing thing that I've been invited to because of it was the Alpine twenty twenty three car launch. Nice. Um, that was the first time an F one team has contacted me about something. So I did cry <laughs> when I had that email. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a marketing email because it just said invitation to the launch and so I just thought it meant join the live stream when it happens mm. but then I read the RSVP they gave me the address they gave me when the drinks will be served and I was just thinking why are they giving me all this information and then it then it clicked so yeah so that was amazing to go to I've had opportunities to work with some amazing brands as well yeah I've it's been surreal i never thought when i first started making videos it would get to this point or brands would want to work with me or i'd be invited to anything because so i was mm. literally just doing it for fun yeah yeah it's been crazy so hopefully this year i'll get a lot more opportunities with f1 teams fingers crossed <laughs> were you marketing the hell out of yourself when you went to the alpine thing were you kind of mingling and kind of talking to all the team Definitely, yeah. So I couldn't get close to Pierre or Esteban, unfortunately, but I um, managed to talk to Naomi Schiff. She was wow. amazing. She's so nice in person. It was really, obviously, loads of people wanted to talk to her, but she took the time to talk to me and a couple of the girls, which is nice. So, yeah, that was good. Who else did I speak to? Those of other creators in motorsport. But, yeah, the most, the bigger people that were there were being dragged in all sorts of directions. So, mm. yeah. Did get a picture with Aspanok on there at the end of the night when we were leaving. So that was good. Oh, nice. Um, cool. Yeah. And how many followers have you currently got on TikTok? I haven't looked, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, on TikTok, I've got 29.5 thousand. Wow, that's good. Really good. Um, well done. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, anyone else got questions for Sophia? Go to, let's go to Emma. Let's have a, let's have a female voice first. Will, and then we'll go to you afterwards. 
Okay. Firstly, I just want to say, I think it's so great that teens are starting to realize like the potential that comes with working with these creators, especially a lot of these women out there, like Lissy McIntosh, that type of people who have been, you know, making Formula One content online mm. and they're actually using it to their advantage for marketing and stuff like that. And I know that Alpine and Aston Martin are two teams that have been doing that in particular, which yeah. I think is great because they really needed to modernize their marketing 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 strategies and i think this is a great way to do it um mm -hmm. but yeah i'm just gonna ask i'm sorry it's a bit of a boring question but are you going to any races this year have you got anything planned um i've got the hungarian gp planned so that should be good i just went with it because i've already been to silverstone twice so i just fancy something different it's so expensive as well yeah exactly mm -hmm. i think for the price of the hungarian gp ticket hotel and flights you could just get one ticket for Silverstone. wow nice. so, yeah so the hungarian gp is one of the cheapest ones though so yeah i just thought that i went with that one <laughs> it's a good race as well actually yeah it's good yeah, yeah it's, it's nice, a good race yeah nice track nice area so oh will do you want to ask your question then? yeah okay so past or present which driver would you most want to make a tiktok with Oh, Daniel nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100% Daniel Yeah, He's just the best personality in Formula One. I would love to see him. Sorry to Sergio Perez fans, but I would love to see him back in the Red Bull seat with Max. Mm. Together, they were amazing. But yeah, 100% would love to do just the most random TikToks with Daniel Ricciardo. That'd be amazing. Yeah, you're listening, F1 teams. <laughs> I think it'd be quite very entertaining. Sort it out. Yeah, get in contact with Sophia and bring me along while um, while, while you're yeah. there. Yeah. you got a question for Sophia? Yeah, yeah. Why TikTok? Is it just because of the short form videos, or was there something else to it? Because I know it's a relatively new social media. Yeah. So what happened really was that the when I first started, there were only a couple. Formula One TikTok races on there. The main one being F1 Ellie. That's where I got my username from when a lot of content creators took the F1 and then their name after. But what happened for me was I heard a TikTok sound and I just thought how I could relate it to something that was going on in Formula One. I think it was something about Nikita Mazepin, but I just heard a funny TikTok sound, voiceovered it and posted it and it did well. And then yeah, that was the reason I kind of did it. I didn't really think anything would come off of it, but I just mm. did it for a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And now here you are. Yeah, exactly. Guess, guess on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do you see yourself? Where would you like it to lead, I guess, is, is probably a good question. Where, where, where would your dream kind of position be in, say, at the end of the year and then in five years' time? At the end of the year, I'd, I would love to have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Cool. Hopefully, I am starting a YouTube channel as well. Editing YouTube videos has been so much more difficult than I thought it would be. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll get my first video out this weekend, and then go from there. But yeah, I just hope to grow it a bit more, and then in five years' time, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't really have any expectations. It would be cool in five years' time to be quite a big face in the sport that a lot more people know I guess similar to Lizzie McIntosh obviously I don't do presenting or like podcasts or anything usually but 
that would be, I guess, cool to get into, just be a more influential figure and hopefully get more young women into the sport as well, because I think that's really important. Excellent. Any questions from Emma? Yeah, so a lot of creators have done quite a lot of like collabs with like females in most sport, that kind of thing, girls on ball. So like the the companies that are really trying to get women into most sports, would you would you sort of enjoy working with someone like that as well? Yeah, definitely. I've actually worked with a page called Fem Speed, similar to females in most sport. I think they've worked together on some things in the past. So I featured on their page. They young women get into motorsport and just post tips, post jobs that are coming available and that type. Of, but yeah, females in motorsport, those types of pages I'd love to be involved with as well. Because I do think, like I said, promoting getting young women into motorsport and making it more mainstream so I guess less hate towards women in motorsport like mm. can happen. yeah I think it's really important absolutely and and off the back of drive to survive it clearly still needs work because I think was it female representation within drive to survive itself was like I think I think there's one minute and one and a half minutes of Jenny Gao talking on the whole season of drive to survive so clearly you know it needs work people aren't embracing you know women have got great opinions women have got you know a lot of knowledge about sport and just it's just been it seems really difficult for, for them to crack and i drive to survive have kind of unfortunately they've, they've kind of stuck in the past and they're not using the wealth of talent out there of women kind of formula one fans slash pundits slash you know the people that work that work within the teams so i think they need to utilize women a lot more after, you know yeah. And it's good to see, you know, yourself on TikTok and, and lots of other these, these female TikTokers, content producers, actually still making a mark in the industry. And there's clearly a desire for fans to see more women pr producing that sort of thing. So they need to be in the main spots instead of just in the background on smaller social medias. Any other questions for Sophia before we wrap up this podcast? I just have a bit, a bit more oh. of a... Let, let Will go first. You've okay. got one, Emma. <laughs> Sorry, uh, thank go you. On, Will. Go on, so... Will. With your TikToks, as obviously TikTok is what you're an expert at, are you up at night thinking what you're going to make tomorrow? Or is it literally a, I, I'll like hear a sound and then, you know, I'll I'll make a video on it. So how does that work? Sometimes TikTok is a bit temperamental. It kind of, for me, my views kind of dropped off in the winter break. Thankfully, talking to other creators on TikTok, they said it was the same. Obviously, nothing in F1 was trending. So TikTok were just like, you're not, we're not showing anything to anyone. So that did stress me out a bit. But then again, now I kind of think that the best thing for me to do is post good content and not just because I need to post, which TikTok, unfortunately, you do have to post once a day or something. But if, if there's just no content for me to post, that I'm really confident and happy with that it's interesting and funny. I'm just not going to post for the sake of posting. I used to, but yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. That's what we've noticed on other social platforms. It, it, the, the quality that you're posting is really, really important. If you're just posting for posting's sake, you don't generally get the kind of views and, and whatnot that you, that you want. Yeah, definitely. Emma, go on then, ask your next question. It was just a fun one to sort of end it, but if you, with the information that you have on all the teams, say you were a driver, which team would you want to drive for? Ooh, even though they're not doing amazingly, 
I would say McLaren in terms of the marketing and everything they're putting out recently. I just think they're having more fun. Yeah. Out of all the teams. I mean, yeah, actual car wise, I wouldn't be happy (laughs) if I was a driver. But yeah, being part of the team, the drivers seem happy. Everyone in the team always seems happy. Their marketing, I think, at the moment is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I'd probably be happiest at McLaren. Yeah, I always say I think that McLaren is 110% the most creative out of all the teams, like with their marketing and that kind of thing. And let's be let's be frank, even a terrible F1 car is still better than anything else we will ever drive. Yeah, you're still in F1. So you're in F1. You're in an F1 car. Okay, I'm the worst on the grid, but I'm in an F1 car. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I I agree with you there. I completely get your point about McLaren. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for coming to chat to us today then, Sophia. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fantastic. Good. Do you want to promote your socials while you're here? Obviously, I know we've mentioned your name a few times, but if you want to drop your handle, any other social media platforms that you're on as well, that you want people to follow you, carry on. So TikTok is f1.soph. My Instagram is just Soph Upton and my YouTube, which hasn't got anything on it yet, but hopefully it will be seen watch this space yeah yeah it's also <laughs> so in as well so yeah brilliant well everyone go and follow Soph, and i'm sure you'll enjoy her content and so fun much. takes we are everything f1 you'll find us on our social platforms we're on facebook twitter instagram youtube and tiktok we will be generating lots more tiktok content this year and as i say we are going to the f1 arcade to to produce some of that stuff that will be coming very very soon You'll find us on our website, www.everythingf1.com, where the likes of Will, Coops, write articles on a daily basis to keep you informed of what's going on in the F1 world. And of course, you can listen to us on our podcast. We would love it if you to visit our older episodes. We've got interviews with Mario Andretti, Mark Blundell, and we've got loads more in the, in the future coming up with some absolutely fantastic names. So subscribe to the podcast to get all of the latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. All that's left for me to say is thank you. thank you very much for my team for joining me today, Coops, Will, and Emma. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you very much once more to Sophia for coming to guest today. Thank you. We've been over to get one. We will speak to you next week where we discuss the Bahrain Grand Prix. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.